Today is Monday, January 22nd. We'll tell you which major presidential candidate just dropped out of the race and the biggest weather concerns as much of the country is starting to thaw out. Also, which country just hit a milestone on the moon as part of a new space race? Plus, what criminal charge actor Alec Baldwin is now facing for that deadly shooting on a movie set? Why thousands of professors, lecturers, librarians, and coaches are going on strike today? And which college coach just took the record for winning more than anyone else ever in her sport? Those stories and more news to know next. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. The race for the GOP presidential nomination is now down to just two major candidates. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended his campaign yesterday, ending his presidential bid just days before the New Hampshire primary. He posted an exit video on social media saying he didn't see a clear path to victory. Then he endorsed former President Trump and criticized the other Republican contender still in the race, Nikki Haley. After DeSantis's announcement, both Trump and Haley said good things about DeSantis, which was a big shift after months of bitter rivalry. In fact, Trump even said he is officially retiring the nickname Ron DeSanctimonious. And now Trump and Haley are sharpening the attacks on each other. Over the weekend, Haley questioned whether Trump was mentally fit for office, and Trump's campaign advisors told Haley to prepare to be demolished and embarrassed. To be continued. A series of intense winter storms has finally started to move out of the U.S., and that comes as a big relief for a lot of Americans, especially since Arctic weather has killed dozens of people around the country over the last week, mostly from hypothermia or car crashes. Some of those conditions are still around since the last bit of ice and freezing rain came down in the middle of the country overnight from Texas to Indiana. And the morning commute could be especially treacherous in parts of Arkansas and Oklahoma, where there's a lot of ice on the roads. But pretty soon, much warmer temperatures are moving in. In fact, some cities will be seeing daily high temperatures increase by nearly 30 degrees over the course of just three or four days. And most of the country should be above freezing by the middle of the week. But with that comes some new threats. The freezing rain and ice is turning into rain and possible flooding from Texas to Tennessee. Wet weather is also coming to the West Coast, like California, where heavy rain and snow is expected in the Sierra Nevadas. People are also being warned to watch out for falling ice as it starts to melt and pipes that could still burst. Though things should start to settle down, the mild temperature should stick around for most people at least through the end of the month. In many parts of the Middle East, Americans keep coming under attack. Like over the weekend, ballistic missiles were fired on a military base in Iraq. And even though the U.S. military says it was able to intercept some of them, others got through. And several American personnel were hurt. Iranian-backed militants claimed responsibility. Since the war between Israel and Hamas started in October, the American military has been attacked at least 58 times in Iraq and another 83 times in Syria, all by Iranian-backed militants who say they want the U.S. to suffer for supporting Israel. Over in the Gaza Strip, the Hamas-controlled health ministry says the Palestinian death toll has now topped 25,000. Israel says about 9,000 of them were Hamas militants. But it still seems Israel is far from its goals of dismantling Hamas and freeing all the hostages who were taken on October 7th. The last couple of days have been some of the deadliest in the war so far. And just yesterday, Israel announced another hostage died. Meanwhile, this week, top White House advisors are expected to travel to Egypt and Qatar, hoping to make progress in the hostage negotiations. They're also expected to discuss the situation in Gaza and other regional tensions. Stay tuned. 
The leader of the World Health Organization is calling on countries all around the world to address a common enemy. He's talking about disease X. That doesn't actually exist yet. Still, he says it's important to pre-plan for an outbreak of the hypothetical disease that could kill up to 20 times more people than COVID-19. Scientists believe disease X could already be circulating in animal species, but just isn't able to be transmitted to humans yet. So the WHO director has been floating ideas for what could be done now, like setting up an early warning system, organizing supply chains, advancing research and development to test drugs, setting up infrastructure, and so on. He's hoping countries will reach some kind of agreement by May. At last check, the Biden administration was still negotiating the details before deciding whether to sign on. Japan just became the fifth nation to successfully land on the moon with its robot touching down on Friday, following the U.S., Russia, China, and India. It's a big milestone since the moon is seen as a stepping stone to the rest of the universe and vital natural resources that could end up helping humanity. A lot of Japan's mission went off without a hitch, but there have been issues with the solar power system. So engineers have powered down some non-essential functions, and they're hoping as light angles change, the lander will come back to life. Either way, this mission could end up helping with future landings, too, since its precision landing technology was a big success. Moon landings are actually likely to become even more common over the next few years. The European Space Agency says more than 100 lunar missions by both private companies and governments are expected to happen by the end of this decade. Much more news is still ahead, but first, support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. All of us have those certain items in our closet that you pick over everything else, right? For me, that's definitely Honey Love's Legging 2.0. I literally wear these pretty much every day until I need to wash them. They're cute with a stylish look and shaping. They're comfortable with a super soft cooling material that holds you in without feeling too tight. And they're convenient with pockets that don't add bulk but still make it really easy to carry around my phone when my hands are full. So whether I'm working from home, working out, or running around town with my toddler, Honey Love's Legging 2.0 are my go-to. I'm also a huge fan of their shapewear, and our executive producer agrees there's a reason she's chosen Honey Love shapewear over other brands, even on her wedding day. Treat yourself to the best bras, shapewear, and leggings on the market, and save 20% off at honeylove.com newsworthy. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com newsworthy. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. Okay, now back to the news. Well, these days, there are two types of movies that have been doing especially well at the box office. Remakes and musicals. And last weekend's box office winner happens to be both. The new Mean Girls movie topped ticket sales for the second weekend in a row, and so far it's outpacing sales for the 2004 original. It's just the latest new musical take on an old story that's taken off like that. Wonka, The Color Purple, The Little Mermaid, and more have also turned out to be huge blockbusters. But of course, moviegoers are seeing other genres, too. Others that did well this past weekend include the thriller The Beekeeper, the rom-com Anyone But You, and the animated adventure Migration. Once again, actor Alec Baldwin is facing a felony for the deadly shooting on the set of his movie Rust. A grand jury indicted him on an involuntary manslaughter charge, and he could spend up to 18 months in prison if he's found guilty. You may remember Baldwin has faced involuntary manslaughter charges over the shooting before. The first time, the case was dropped because prosecutors said they couldn't move ahead with the facts and evidence they had at the time. Well, a new prosecution team decided to present the case to a grand jury last week, which decided there was enough reason to charge the actor. It's actually been more than two years since a gun went off while Baldwin says he was practicing with it, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins and hurting the director. 
Baldwin says he's not responsible since he was told the gun didn't have any live rounds and there wasn't supposed to be live ammunition on the set. In response to the latest indictment, Baldwin's lawyers just said, quote, we look forward to our day in court. The movie's armorer, who was responsible for the weapons and ammunition on set, is also still charged with involuntary manslaughter and faces another charge of tampering with evidence. She is pleading not guilty, and her trial is expected to start next month. As for the movie, producers say they decided to finish it as a tribute to Hutchins, though at this point, it doesn't have a release date. The spring semester seems to be off to a chaotic start at the nation's largest public university. Thousands of Cal State faculty members at all 23 campuses are set to strike for five days starting today. And that means no teaching, grading, or answering work emails all week. The faculty union has been in contract negotiations for nearly eight months now. It's demanding a 12% salary increase, more manageable workloads, more counselors available to students, and more. The university system offered a 5% salary increase instead, which the union said would not cut it. So the strike is happening, and classes are likely to be canceled for hundreds of thousands of students during the first week of the semester. By the way, a similar strike was averted just a few days ago when a union that represents CSU trade workers, like plumbers and electricians, announced a deal. Though that deal still does need to be approved by the CSU Board of Trustees, which is planning to vote in March. This could be the end of one of America's most iconic media brands. Sports Illustrated could be closing up shop after 70 years. The issue is its publisher missed a $3.75 million licensing payment for the Sports Illustrated name. And with that, everyone on the staff was warned that layoffs were coming, and that they could all be impacted. As with all print-dominated businesses, Sports Illustrated has been struggling with the transition to the digital age and is regularly busted by online upstarts like Bleacher Report and Deadspin. So far, the publisher has not commented on these latest developments. Though there is talk there could be a merger in the works that could save Sports Illustrated, and the union that represents the staff has promised to, quote, fight for every one of our colleagues. So for now, it looks like the future of Sports Illustrated is just uncertain. One coach has now won more college basketball games than anyone else in the history of the NCAA. Tara Vanderveer, who coaches the Stanford women's basketball team, has now passed the record held by former Duke men's coach Mike Krzyzewski, a.k.a. Coach K. And right away, Coach K congratulated the new record holder, saying, quote, more than all the astounding numbers and career accomplishments, she's positively impacted countless lives as a coach and mentor. All in all, Vanderveer has 1,203 career victories. She's been coaching for 45 seasons, 38 at Stanford. Though in 1996, she took a year off from Stanford to lead the U.S. women's national team to the gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics. She's also in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, that's it for the main news. So now it's time for Money Monday, when we talk about one interesting money-related news story. But first, this episode is sponsored by Lumi. If you're like me, the start of your year is already a busy one. So if you need a deodorant that can keep up with you while you're on the go, Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant that can work on everything from your pits to your feet. I use the stick deodorant on a daily basis, as usual, and I love the body wash in the shower, too. Then I keep the convenient deodorant wipes on hand for on the go. And no matter where or how you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long and control odor for up to 72 hours. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and more. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid-stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code NEWSWORTHY at lumideodorant.com. 
That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use the code NEWSWORTHY. Okay, now back to Money Monday. So hundreds of prescription drugs are costing more in the new year. As the Wall Street Journal reports, so far this year, pharmaceutical companies have raised list prices on nearly 800 drugs by an average of 4.5%. And some of the ones that are getting more expensive are pretty popular. For example, the diabetes drug Ozempic and its rival Monjaro, pain medication Oxycontin, blood thinner Plavix, and antidepressant Wellbutrin. The journal spoke to drug makers who say costs depend on market conditions, inflation, and changes to the healthcare system. It is worth noting, just last year, the federal government started penalizing pharmaceutical companies that raise prices above the rate of inflation. And some drugs are actually getting cheaper this year, like insulin and inhalers. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. And be sure to join us again for the rest of the week. We'll have all you need to know each weekday in just about 10 minutes. So we'll be back tomorrow. For now, have a great day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.